This is Drifting Cloud Press and your host, Gabriel Thomas Stevens. Today we have a special show, an unusual show, where um, Bethany kindly asked that she could interview me uh, on my own show and begin a conversation where I'm in the hot seat. So without further ado, let's dive in. This is pre-recorded and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. host yeah of your podcast (laughs) (laughs) behind the scenes (laughs) this is a this is a behind the scenes episode basically because i'm i'm uninterviewable (laughs) so the idea is that (laughs) the idea is that you are highly interviewable but you are always doing the asking of the questions. And it's time. Mm. Mm. It's time to sit. In the hot seat. On the other side. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling nervous, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely nervous. <laughs> like, I, now I know how it feels to be the one that sat on the other side of the, of the interview. Or the interviewer. But yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad that you brought this up and that you've given the opportunity to explore this and to give me a, a platform on my own show You're, yeah my yeah. pleasure my yeah. pleasure so I had a few a few a, there's a few things that come to mind when I think of Gabriel the main the, the first thing that comes to mind my favorite thing is this memory of us all gathered here in this flat because we're in my flat this evening so this memory of all of us gathered in the flat hmm. and you read um an ocean bung poem and i'm so sorry that i'm like butchering his name um but it just like it just like stood <laughs> the, the sound of it just came and, and stood and stayed hmm. um the way that just certain poems shared in certain voices they they come and they stay Mm. And so I wanted to ask you to read this poem for other people to hear, not only just to hear this gorgeous poem, um, but to hear you read it. Mm. So there was something special about how it transmits Amazing. You. Yeah, I can, I can actually remember the, the night I read it. I was, sit, I was sitting a little to our right yeah. down there and we were all gathered around and we were reading poetry. Yes. It was a beautiful occasion. It was. Regardless. It was. And you were, but you, you ended up being a bit of a showstopper. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so no pressure, uh, no pressure to stop the show, but I think you have a natural, uh, a knack for it. Um, this is a, this is a poem from, um, Night Sky with Exit Wounds, mm. just for, just for the sake of honoring, but I will, uh. I'll let, let you take it. Amazing. So yeah, this it's funny because you you had read Ocean Vong before and we, hmm. you kind of, actually I read it 
you used one of his quotes on one of your essays, mm. didn't you? Yeah, and that was how we remembered. Essay. I was like, oh, you read Ocean Vuong. Yes. Um, yeah, it was like this little, like, other subtle layer. Like, yeah, not yeah. everybody knows this person. And yeah, yeah. So someday I'll love Ocean Vuong. Ocean, don't be afraid. The end of the road is so far ahead. It is already behind us. Don't worry. Your father is only your father until one of you forgets. Like how the spine won't remember its wings, no matter how many times our knees kiss the pavement. Ocean, are you listening? The most beautiful part of your body is wherever your mother's shadow falls. Here's the house with childhood whittled down to a single red trip wire. Don't worry. Just call it horizon and you'll never reach it. Here's today. Jump. I promise it's not a lifeboat. Here's the man whose arms are wide enough to gather your leaving. And here the moment, just after the lights go out. When you can still see the faint torch between her legs. How you use it again and again to find your own hands. You asked for a second chance and you gave him a mouth to empty out of. Don't be afraid. The gunfire is only the sound of people trying to live a little longer and failing. Ocean, ocean, get up. The most part beautiful part of your body is where it's headed. And remember, loneliness is still time spent with the world. Here's the room with everyone in it. Your dead friends passing through you like wind through a wind chime. Here's a desk with a gimp leg and a brick to make it last. Yes, here's a room so warm and blood close. I swear you awake and mistake these walls for skin. <sighs> it gets me every time. <laughs> it just goes, it just... <laughs> It just goes somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> really beautiful that he... And yeah, the, I mentioned on that night, I think, that it comes from a line, I love Frank... I, I love Frank O'Hara. Or someday I'll love Frank O'Hara. Um, and just that idea that... To put yourself in, in a poem like that. Mm. And that... Because I think one of the hardest things in modern day society is, is self-love. Like, you need to learn that before you can give it to others. Hmm. You know, and that someday, such a <laughs> so good. So it's like someday I'll love Gabriel Thomas Stevens. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but someday, someday is such a fascinating, fascinating work. Cause it has. Uh, I like this idea of something that's indexical. Have you ever heard mm. that? So mm. you know. The day after tomorrow, that's an indexical phrase. Mm. But someday it's so... You know, what, what is someday? It could be... Is that a future that you'd reach? Or mm. It's kind of... I love the... Not, not obscurity of it, but it's just the... Yeah, someday it's... it's when, will that, when will that come? Yeah. You know, yeah, I love yeah. the unknown of it. I do too. And that reminds me that this guy was in the square today playing saxophone. <laughs> And I have this like crazy like excitement when the when this when the guys come and play saxophone in the square over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I like surprise myself by how much I love it because it's just like there's something so sweet about it. Yeah, yeah. And he was playing um, somewhere over the rainbow, and I had that. Somewhere, I just like yeah. had that feeling where you're just like, 
it like blows you open because you realize like it just it just does this intermingling of like our senses of time right like what is yeah. that what is all this like what is all this dreaming right like I'm, yeah yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Us in this program that. like That's what is, what is this other like this other somewhere this other someplace this other someday like we live with it always yeah definitely. so does it make it less real or yeah. is it just real all the time right is that like what indexical mm. indexical is that a word you learned when indexical. you were getting your creative writing degree <laughs> <laughs> such a good way of phrasing it um no i think i just i can't remember i read it i think i read it in a book called um how forests think mm. which is um, a book by eduardo con which is actually the first book i've ever um, read by an ecuadorian mm. and it's is really beautiful it's actually a book that was in uh, the Darlington Library, and I picked it up and like <laughs> tried, tried put it in my bag, and I was like, oh, I don't want to read it, and then I I put it back, and then two days later, someone was like, Is this your book? Mm. So I was like, Okay, I have to read it. You're like, Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must be. It, it must be. This this book is clearly indexical to my life. <laughs> was it in Spanish? I uh, know, but it was it was. Um, I mean, his his English is like amazing. Okay. Um, but it actually very academic. I, I found it quite hard to read. Mm. Not yeah. tra- not even translated. It was like yeah, because how forests think. It sounds like a you know you could easily get lost in a book like that. But yeah, it's actually a quagmire of like intellectual <laughs> writing. <laughs> You're like they don't think like I do. I can't even read this paper. <laughs> yeah, I felt I felt like smarter because of it, but I, <laughs> I don't know if that was just taking my ego. Or I actually learned something. Um. So, I, um, I want to know. I want to know how you would describe who, like, speaking of time outside of time or the time that is always inside of us or the parts of us that are just always are, I want to know what you were like when you were little. How little were you talking? Like, really young? Let's say, like, six. Wow. Like, real little. (sighs) I just, I'm just, like, zipping us into this place. I just want, I want you to go to, like, six-year-old Gabriel, like... Well, at six years old, they would have just moved to England. Okay. From? Um, from Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> I think I was probably going through, like, a lot of, like, identity and, you know, as I start, I, I was at primary school. I would have been at primary school then. Hmm. Um, and I was living with my mother at that point. And I think I was probably going through a, a period of, like, you know, where do I stand? What ground am I on? You know, without knowing that that's... Yeah, did you know like, you were asking not, not, those not kinds of questions? Not that mythical proportion, but I, the, <laughs> the, the one thing I do remember when you asked me, like, what was I doing at yeah. six? Um, yeah. Like, the first thing that came to mind was uh, my mum bought, like, a TV and it was in a cardboard box, you know. And for some reason, and obviously, like, my angle, I had some anger about, you know, the movement and being, changing countries and whatnot. And, mm. Because my parents are English, but I was, I was grew up in Ecuador up until that point. And I just used a screwdriver and, like, poked holes into this cardboard box. And then the, when the, not knowing there was a TV in there, supposedly, anyway, that I didn't know. And so when the TV came out, I just had loads of screwdriver marks in the, in the TV. So that's maybe why I became a poet. I don't like televisions. <laughs> um... <clears throat> but yeah. So that was like your physical way, like the manifestation of yeah. feeling angry or feeling like 
Yeah, the television, uh, what's it, the, the revolution will not be televised. Apparently. Yeah. Although yours apparently will in some weird way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Pretty the, meta. In the body yeah. of the television. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I think I was just, I, I was also quite happy at that time, you know. I feel like six is a good, good time. My memory's quite dim of that, you know. But I, I think I enjoyed it. I had my ups and downs. And I think that that sort of time, I, I don't know why you chose six, which is an interesting number. I mean, is there is there a reason you chose six? Um, but I, I feel like that's almost like when, you, when you're getting to the cusp of like, you know, your memory and mm. you're starting to gain some form of identity. Um, Maybe like a stronger sense of language and, and yeah. Yeah, I feel like everything that I was doing at six, the, the, the unraveling of like place, what is home, um... I feel like that's something that I've been unraveling to this day. Yeah. Those are large themes. Yeah. For you in your life, you feel like. Yeah. And yeah, you know, sense of belonging. I think belonging is an important word. Um, And longing that you can feel at that age or that you may not have the language for it. Um, But is present, you know, and you're feeling and you're you're really in your body when you're six. Mm. And I had, I think I had really good friends at that time as well. Yeah. I always had really small but like tight-knit groups mm. of friends. Yeah. And you remember your friends from when you were six? I do, yeah. They were quite eclectic. Quite like international, actually. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And did you ever go back to Ecuador? Uh, yeah, I went back when I was 18. Um, and I, I, I do want to go back and I want to, you know, that's an important part of my life. But I found that I had to find, or at least I felt that I had to find my own myth and establish my own story before I returned to something that my parents had created. Okay. Yeah. Where do you feel like you're at in that now then? Where do I feel? That's a good question. You're, you're asking some great questions. <laughs> yeah. um, you're easy. I feel, I feel like... The, the, big, the, the biggest of the splash of wine. <laughs> the biggest, yeah, the, big, the biggest shift for me was... Um, I think going to... So when I graduated, I... Uh, decided to live for one year in Japan. Okay, you mean from uni? Yeah. Graduating from undergraduate? Yeah, I was, I was just like, I was really certain, like, it was kind of like, I just graduated and it kind of sort of appeared, it sort of opened up to me and I was just like, I'm not going to sit here and, and kind of be in this, like, market where there's, like, no jobs. And, and I really had, like, this inclination or seed that was planted in me from the past that to go to Japan. And so now I've... I felt like I I've have some distance from that because it was such a big experience for me to go away um, for a solo travel for one year. And doing this course, doing this MA in Poetics of Imagination, I feel like I'm starting to unpack that I'm, and I'm starting to feel grounded in the UK. Mm. <clears throat> and I really needed that feeling of like return and not only to return, but to start to be putting into practice and and working out who I am here because it's easy the outward journey can be easy but very few people talk about the return mm. you know because yeah. it's all like the the treasure so to speak is out there and you've got a goal um but to come back you know and you have those stories that you can't pass on or you can't share with others in in your close proximity it's can be difficult yeah and so I think this course is really allowing me to like integrate my own mythos mm. and just to ground myself in in here and actually enjoy the presence and company of others and, and actually feel like I want to be here. Mm. And then once I, once I feel that that is settled within me and I think I'm, I'm getting there, um, you know, to go out again and to experience that, but from a different place. Nice. 
Yeah. So like integration is like a big word of integration. where you're at on the, yeah. in the process right now of like bringing together. Yeah. Because you have Ecuador, which is a home. Yeah. And you have England, but various parts of England. I know not just Devon. Yeah. And then does Japan feel like a home or does it feel like an adventure? Does it, is it, it does, feel like, a, it does feel like a home okay. massively. Like when okay. I went there, I was so surprised yeah. to find that like how how comfortable I felt there. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, have, have, have I been here before? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, I really felt that, you know, like, yeah. Um, and it's, I think, um, Tony Hoagland in, you know, one of Martin's friends in a great, great poet, like in his poem where he says like, you know, I, I didn't believe I would find home like thousands of miles away. Or it's like, you know, shocking to find that. Yeah. And I really, I really felt that I did did find that and I will I will return but in a different form like I know I can never make the same trip twice of course um but how do you hold that I always find it really interesting because you know you end up you you have an identification of all of these places as homes right so yeah they make you you so how do you feel some of that integration and that process of integrating these homes and these stories in like through this work are you finding it through writing are you finding it through poetry are you finding it through the way that you're relating like you've been doing all these different things this year as well like i know you you started boxing yeah i think for the first this is a new yeah, right yeah, a new yeah. project for you like you're doing these things are you finding that you integrate in uh to the body like is there an embodied practice of oh i have all these homes so rather than feeling kind of flung around the globe you've really chosen mm. to sort of be here you said that word grounded mm. i always just kind of think immediately of like kind of being of the mud a little bit you know like mm. I'm, I'm all the way here but what do you do what do you do what is it that you that's letting you just process all of these like identities that you've already had just in the years that you've been alive like what what's what's letting you do that yeah i think yeah i think that um that's a really that's a really good question i was just I feel that the people, I think a place is always created by the people who are there mm. and having, having people, uh, like Leon or Tom who are like quite strong male characters yeah. in my life, as well as the, the female presence in the course as well. Um, you know, in conversations that we're having now, I think that's, I think the, the thing I found hard was I came back to Manchester, which is where I left before I, I I went traveling and just felt like a sense of quiet like alienation or not being able to talk about these things you know when you meet someone you have like the depth you I, I don't know if you you notice this but it's, you kind of know in the, the interaction how deep you can go with the conversation mm. like right from the get right, right from the from beginning the yeah it's like yeah. you know sometimes that that like these quadrants of of your heart or your your knowledge are just like <laughs> locked away in this moment um, but like on a course like this where you have such a deep pool of of people and, and like a deepening of knowledge I feel like that sharing of and doing boxing so I think it's the combination of knowledge and practice of like boxing going to the river I, I can definitely veer towards like you know being too much in my head or doing too much reading or writing and so it's really good to have you know people that make you or initiate you to like mm. live in the real world okay you know so so like conversations like this that kind of like pull you down and 
Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> be with us. Be yeah, with like you know, Tom, like I really, I really appreciate what Tom made us do. You know, he. Yeah, well, you know, seventy days. That. Yeah, doing seventy days in the dark. Yeah. Um, that for me was like a real. I was kind of reflecting because I feel like I'm only just coming out of the lockdown. Okay. You know, my COVID mind. You know that feeling of like being, you know, in a, in a sense of. Um, austerity or you know austerity of mind that's mm. how I felt like COVID was it was an austerity of mind not of um you know not of not of things or anything like that but just like a real like scarcity of abundance in the mind and I feel like I'm coming back into that and I can feel that the maybe uh the consciousness as well in general is going that way but in at least me in myself I'm feeling like there's more there's more an abundance in my thought like I can reach out and I can ask for help and you know create these conversations that we're having now And I'm still kind of a little bit in hermit mode. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, that's my inclination. But I'm I'm still a little bit lone wolf. But I I you know I'm I'm li- I'm liking to run with the pack at the moment. All too. right, I like that. Yeah, Dabble, yeah. You're dabbling. You're, yeah, you're like dabbling. Yeah. out, like, out, like <laughs> yeah. blending the wolf. Yeah. Like yeah. The different wolf identities. I feel like yeah, you you're you're someone that knows about 
you know, being lone wolf and being with a pack, like it's a, you have to be both. It's it's important to be both. I think it's important to have both. Yeah. 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 And you're talking about this integration process, which I think is really interesting. And, um, I find this, we were talking about this before we recorded is that so much of this process of this, of this MA that we've been in is like, is relational and yeah. you know there's a ton of material but it's like how, how do you how do you live it how do you put it into what you choose how do you like yeah. why are we learning all these like why are we in this sort of study with this kind of material yeah like how you know how does that right like so do you feel like it sounds to me like you're, you're talking about the exploring these other places do you think that kind of relational pack kind of sense is like kind of like bumping up against other people and like you know your yeah. fur bumping up against the other fur you know like kind of like pelt to pelt yeah. it's like yeah I, I think i think it's a really interesting place where we find yeah where we like find stuff out like yeah there's been a lot of really raw material there for me in the relating you know the relating parts of it but mm. can i ask what if you found particular stories maybe i don't know i would I, let, let me ask story mm. i know as a i know that as a poet you may have other ways of answering this but as a are there stories that have stood out to you as being like great the, what are the greatest support stories for you so in, far? in this course yeah like specifically from studied? yeah yeah. Ooh, that's a big question. Yeah, yeah these are all good questions. Um, mm. That's uh, I have. That's a really good question because I some I, I sometimes when I speak with Leon or um, Gabriella or yourself, like I know that I feel that there's like you can sort of see the stories kind of through this like chronological time. You know, like, Do you mean you know, the red bead one the... or the picking out. Yeah, okay. And for me, my mind works in, like, I kind of just become so... My mind's so intense, like, I'll be, like, working on this module. Yeah, so I'll just be, like, focused on alchemy or... Okay. Um, what are you focusing on? Imaginal love. But I have been looking at some of the, mo the module one stories, actually. Mm. And I, I feel like Blind Harbor is a good one. Mm. I really enjoy Blind Harbor. Mm. Um... What's an image from that 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 stands a little bit forward from the rest? You know what? Actually, I I, I would change that if it's if I had to choose a story that I re I, I love the listener. Mm, okay. The listener was really impactful, actually. Okay. Um, and Blind Harvin, the listener actually share like very similar. They they share elements. Um, but um, for those who don't know the listener, um. He goes into a forest and he, he has to learn how to, to listen to the, to the sounds of the forest. And then he hears a song. Um, something about it's, it's like a future wife. Or, you know, it's like, a, I can't remember what the words are. But mm. um, Tom Cheatham says it in Imaginal Love that uh, you're, you're a song being sung elsewhere and resonating everywhere. <laughs> and that, that to me was just you know, so beautiful, uh, such a beautiful idea that, um, like, listening is, is part of, like, the participation of life. Mm. Um, and so for me, that and, and, and so many of the stories that we hear 
are transmitted and all like so much knowledge is transmitted through through listening and i think we can learn a lot from listening rather than talking or opening our mouths mm. um yeah yeah the quiet is a <laughs> yeah the silence the, the quiet man yeah the silence the silence that allows information and knowledge to come to to arise yeah i think is 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 beautiful and i and i, I really try and being creating a practice of not it's it's so easy to create conversation i thought from for i find that the it's so easy to create conversation but actually it's so hard to remain in silence when when you're in the company of others hmm. um but if you can't have silence what 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 kind of kind of conversations are you having hmm. do you want to just be quiet together for a minute sure yeah that'd be great <laughs> should we do a minute silence yeah thank you Yeah. What did you hear? I hear the seagulls just like I love. Yeah. I love like at dusk the seagulls just like <laughs> I don't even know what they're doing. I just yeah. I kind of picture them just like oh wow I had to not say what I wanted. I... <laughs> please, you gotta keep it PG. Be, please be proud of my my capacity to keep it PG. Well, well done, Bethany. I just picture them like having like this like crazy like like. I, like, feel like they, like, get back together and they're just, like, talking about their day. Like, they're just, like, really, like, they're just, oh, yeah. just like, so, like, there's just, like, so we're, we're talking yeah. about not talking and yet yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> and the goals are just, like, it's yeah. our time. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, they just, I they love They're definitely it. trickster. I feel like they got trickster yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah, the goals definitely do. The goals, they, the goals, there was, I mean, here's okay, but in Bridgetown, there's too many goals. <laughs> Like, I even like wrote a poem pretty about pretty aggressive seagulls. also, like over by the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> they get a little aggressive. <laughs> the fact that I know that seagulls are illegal to kill <laughs> are, uh, are a point that I, I had too much in the winter. <laughs> it was really yeah, I was like, it was pushing some buttons. Yeah, I was, I was, at, my, I was at my limit. <laughs> um, so you have siblings? So yeah, I have a stepbrother and a stepsister. Okay. Um, but I'm an only child from my mother and father. Mm -hmm. But obviously when my mother remarried. So I have stepbrother and stepsister. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. How so I have a bit you? of both, which is funny. Like I have, yeah. I've been an only child and I've grown up with others. Right, right. Yeah, that's like pretty formative. Yeah. Have you, have you got siblings? pretty formative. Yeah, one of each. I'm a middle child. Like You're in the middle. I could write, write the book about being a middle child. <laughs> um, but I wondered that about what you were saying about quiet yeah because it's because i i cherish it like i cherish my relationships but i i cherish quiet and i mm. sometimes even in, in this ma maybe more than ever i just am sometimes like i need us to stop talking like mm. <laughs> like i i like yeah 
I'm, I'm done. I need nothing else is going to get done by talking. <laughs> and I, yeah. I like bump up against that inside of me a lot. And yeah, so yeah. I just, the, the quiet thing. Yeah. You've, ma- you've mastered the art of like leaving the class without <laughs> anyone noticing. And like, How is that Bethany sprinting down the road? <laughs> I think she was here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just, uh, I just have a, I think, I think that our relationship with silence is a really interesting one. Like, yeah. um, you know, I think maybe there can be, Maybe there's also just this balance of how we speak to each other yeah, and how we hold quiet with each other, which is just a really beautiful thing. And as you, you've, you've engaged like really deeply in a multicultural, uh, life, um, more so, more so than I have for sure. And so I just wonder for you, Mm. um, so you lived in Japan, you spent your tiny years in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. Um, you've been in England. I know you were in Manchester for a lot of those years, so it's not as rural, like it's not as country, you know, we're a little bit more in, you know, country style here in Devon, but yeah. What do you think about like how you find support for that part of you that is really quiet? Like, where did you feel really met with that? Like, did you feel like really met with that? Like it was easy to find quiet spaces in Japan. Or mm. it's easy here, or it's noisy here, or the, you know, it's just whatever. Like, what what spaces that remind you of quiet, and spaces that remind you of intentional talk, mm. and of language as love, language as mm. poetry. Where does that like? Where do you find both of those? So let's say somehow, just hypothetically, that those are like two ends of a spectrum. Let's be. I mean, that's a little yeah, silly yeah. and dramatic, but just where do you find those places? Yeah, it's important to. I feel like, um, I mean, I, I will ask, answer that that question, um, but just coming from an angle of actually like, I I love silence so much uh, that, you know, I I'm very happy with it. You know, could spend, uh, you know, weeks, mm. like I I could just be like in silence. Mm. Okay. And then with lockdown and and things like that, I actually lost. Like I had too much silence. Okay. And I was like. <laughs> I, I've had enough like I need, I need to work? walk into yeah. a rave or something and just you know like let loose um, yeah. yeah but I think yeah as a, it's it's getting that balance isn't it I think I really I, I, I find that um, the practice of being alone it's, it's you know it's, it's, it's beautiful when you go for a walk by yourself or um, there's a presence in, that you can find by being by yourself you know in nature that you can't get in a group, you know, things just, you can hear the conversation of, of, of everything outside of your periphery. Whereas with a group, you obviously are taking in like the heartbeat and the, you know, there's just like a general uh, energy of the group that you necessarily, you know, you're interwoven into. Um, so yeah, I, I try and go for walks by myself. I find the quiet of just like reading a book very comfortable. Although, you know, is that quiet? I don't know. Is that silence? Because you're hearing the voice of the book. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think just going, even if it's just five minutes of just going outside and just like walking into some forest or even a little bit of grassland and like, you know, that that's all I need really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, quiet. This your your house. This apartment is beautifully quiet. Yeah, it is it really very, is. Very, it's very quiet. Been, it's very been pretty envious. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like dipping my whole body in. in, this, in this. Soak it up. Soak it up. Yeah. 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 No, it's been like this. 
I've, I found living by the road really hard. Okay. That's, that's like, you know, I, I, I can see myself becoming an old man that's like shaking, shaking, <laughs> shaking your like the electric cars, you know. You know, noisy yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm like fully like, <laughs> I, it winds me up. Because I, I actually can't write. Um, so when I go into essay mode and like what we're coming into now, like I do not write at home. Hmm. Like, okay. because the, the, actually the pace of the cars gets into my writing. Whoa. Okay, so yeah. this is something that Alice Oswald has spoken about that I find like really beautiful, which is rhythm, yeah. which rhythm. might be more yeah. like what we're going around and into with what we're talking about, which yeah. is like, uh, even quiet has different rhythms. A rhythm, yeah. Right? And I think, you know, a, a car, like you're talking about this car sound, that, you know, that, that is a, like the, the rhythm of it and the, and the what, like whatever it is, it's like the whoosh and it, the but it's also like a speed, like that, you know, this yeah, car is it's quite linear. It's going somewhere faster than you. Yeah. yeah. It, it has its thing. It's so, it's so on its way somewhere. Right. And, and it's yeah. over and over and over. And that is yeah. a different, yeah. a rhythm or an energy. Like it's a, it's a thing. So what supports for you, like when you're just in like a supportive rhythm, what does that look like for you? For feel, writing especially. Mm, yeah, the silence or, you know, you know, when you can hear bird song or uh, someone, I remember someone saying that like writing is like the, one of the most like linear things that you can do. And I, and I just completely disagree. Like mm. it, it's the illusion of like a chronological time. But when I'm writing, you know, I'm all over the place. Oh, for sure. You I don't, know, I wouldn't so, call it linear at all. Yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like birdsong or, you know, the sound of wind in the grass, that sort of like swirling time mm. or those, those things that, you know, have, they have a rhythm, but it's, you know, it's, it's that like out of note key or that, like that thing that mm. just is never like kind of like not da dum da dum da dum da dum. That's what I love. Like, mm. and silence gives you that too. You know, I think I, like, even when we had that moment, silence i could hear you know sort of like the, the blood in my body yeah in my brain you? Yeah, you know yeah and I, I actually think i have a slightly regular heartbeat so. okay <laughs> yeah, so, you know, <laughs> that's maybe why my poems never Learn. i am big pentameter but <laughs> yeah doing what you gotta do tuning in yeah tuning in yeah it's all right yeah i hear that there's do, a... you, do you ever do you ever write to music or anything like that no i can't you don't See, that's interesting because I, I love writing to piano. Oh, oh, so that makes sense. Yeah. For poems, not, not okay. for write, not for anything else, but like, okay. it's, I, I honestly recommend if you haven't done it, okay. like get an ambient song or get a, like, I love like playing Max Richter or someone like that. But if, if you put like, let's say Spotify and you put it on shuffle, it's a like, I'll start writing a poem and then I'll look at the piano score and it will be like. Let's say it's the, the piano score is running. Mm. My poem becomes about running, and I hadn't known that was the title. <laughs> you know, okay. you know, you know. Okay. You know yeah, have you yeah, ever yeah. thought? You know, when you're like, you know, when you look at piano and there's like all these names, and you're like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, like butterfly dissolving into shadows or something. You're like, what? what how, how have you come up with a title for that? Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was like, but what, it was like the last line you wrote. Was yeah, it's like it's like something circling around that, and I'm like, wow, that is that's funky. Yes. That's funky. Well, and this to like harken back to you talking about like you being dreamt. Yeah. Like, you know, that song comes through you. And yeah, it, like, yeah, it, yeah, you, yeah. You you read the message that it meant to that it meant to share. Yeah, that's it. That's... And you're like soft enough or or whatever, open enough or whatever, in tune or whatever. That's it. Like... I've always been like that, that. That's a weird quirk, actually. I've always been fascinated by 
the titles of piano songs. <laughs> Makes sense. Because, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, 20 minutes of piano. It's fascinating. It's yeah. like a painting. How do you, you know, I guess a painting is easier to name than a piano score. But yeah, honestly, I recommend it. It's, it's fascinating because mm. the, te- the tempo of the music really gets into you. I like that. I'll have yeah. to have you give me some piano song recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, try and do a five-minute poem to a five-minute piano school. Sometimes I'll get oh, obsessive like and I'll that. just like complete. I'll just play again and yeah. again. Okay. Like my, one of my favorite songs of like <laughs> 2020 was this was this uh, song called "Summer by the Sea," which is from a, a collection there called Library Tapes. And I literally just played it again and again because I was writing this poem like consistently. Um, but like you know, you just put it on loop and it allows you to get into that like sort of rhythm that's kind of outside of you, outside of your yeah. body. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Did you have a song that you wanted to play? That you, um, that, did you have music that you wanted to play? Yeah, for our some, time together? I love the song that you sent, the first one. Okay, which one was um, it? Was d- it Loma? It, don't, yeah, Loma, okay. Don't Shy Away. Don't shy away Don't shy away 
Okay, I kind of thought you might want to put that one in the I will. the thing today. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll splice some songs. So in. yeah, just splice them in. I was just gonna share. I was like, oh, I feel like that just fits. It's um, it's a. It's what a, made you choose that one? Out of curiosity, is it? I mean, is it my, just a song you're listening to now? Or? I've listened to that album a lot here, um, in England, and I think in part, like my best friend sent me that album, or shared it, shared it, and said, you know, have you heard this? I have no background information on it. I just, <laughs> I just always go by, I have, you know, music. We have like a bot, you know, we have a bodily experience with music. Right? Yeah. So it's a, there's something about, there's just some things about her voice. I'll just leave it there. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And honestly, maybe this is like pure narcissism, but my best friend sent that to me and he was like, this just reminds me of you. I don't know why. And I think when someone tells you that, you, you like, you do, you like, or I, I, I like reflect and I'm like, what, what is that? Like, what, how does this person <laughs> see me? Like, is, is it, do you yeah, see me like this song? Do you yeah. see me like, does this, my, my voice is like this voice? You know, you just start like, yeah. you start thinking and you take it in and you realize like it does land. And then like you're saying with the, with the piano music, we do experience each other in that way. Right. Like you're you're like actually like you're swelling with the music like you're just like you're full like it's like mm. a, it's, this, it's like its own element inside mm. of you yeah i think when you share music with other people it's it can be it really has, intimate it has, yeah it has this very intimate thing to do it can be definitely it can be because like i think this is you'll like this yeah you know it has that you know connotation to it right or someone being like hey pick some songs for this thing Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, I mean, it can just, it can be like, it can be a crazy experience to see what someone picks. Like yeah, just yeah like, you're just like, wow. It's like, <laughs> it's just it's like, like yeah. blast you open yeah. a bit, right? It's like, it's like when someone buys you a piece of clothing. Oh. Yeah, it's like sometimes more. it's like really good. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's like, I would never have bought that. <laughs> but then you start wearing it and you're like, actually, you know what? Or well, like uh, secondhand clothes. 
I love secondhand clothes because yeah, it's yeah, like the yeah. person's like mood and vibes are still like imbued uh, in the clothes. Okay. You know, sometimes where you, like you've got a pair of trousers that were given to you or a hat. You yeah. know, it's like you kind of have you kind of take on a little bit of them. Interesting. Do you ever find that? I I definitely find that like I feel different in other people's clothing. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'll have to think about that because I'm not always sure what it is that I like about. I think I get impatient to wear out my clothes. Okay, it takes which, so long to wear out what, what clothes. You, what do you mean by that? Impatient to wear out your clothes? I get impatient. So, like, if I find a good pair of jeans that's already been worn. Yeah. I know this isn't, like, a mind-blowing. A lot of people love old jeans. Yeah. But, yeah, I think there. Oh, I you want to get to that There's stage. a story. Yeah. And so maybe I'm, like... Oh, okay. Oh, really? I don't, like, that's new jeans... That's not who I am. Like, I'm like, you, I, okay. I don't know, like, what do I do with these? Like, do, like it's just really shiny. Like, you know, like, this feels You want to break them in. Yeah, so I think, you know... Yeah, that's I think there's. I think there is something beautiful when something has a story. I also have, like, a strong sensitivity, though, to things having a story that I don't want anything to do with. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I have, like, a really strong sense of, like... Get me the hell out of that story. Get me out have, of that story. Like, like, you know what I mean? Have you ever had that with a pair of clothes? Um, I have had it with clothes that I, like, regardless of where they came from, their origins, I have had it so strongly with, like, if certain things happened in those clothes, mm. like, clothes that I cannot keep anymore. Like, they Cl- take clothes on. Clothes that you've owned. Yes. Wow. Like, that if I was wearing it d- d- during a certain... Thing, period of time. event oh, I could not amazing. keep it yeah it becomes very like uh objects are 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 pretty mm. alive for me I don't know yeah no yeah that's... I don't know it's like yeah no no, no. that's yeah <laughs> like, that's, like, that's fascinating there's like a lot you know but stories in every the stories in everything um, <laughs> that's fascinating that's well, actually I, fascinating I've never had that I've oh really had. okay yeah because I'm always like oh, I can just wash them I'm like, <laughs> 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 I mean Maybe as I'm getting older, I'm like, get over it, B. Like, it's not a big deal. But no, but it's, I think it's, I, I think it's I think, pretty valid. I think, yeah, and I think that. it's this interesting idea of what, of, of tuning into something having a story mm. and it actually having, like, I think connecting to material objects is, is really beautiful. I, I mean, I think it's, yeah, that's an important, that's an important yeah. practice for me. Like, that's yeah. a, an important thing. In yeah, life that's for me. true. Dave, David White talks about that, doesn't he, the, the conversational nature of reality. <laughs> That's good. I'll and it's like, that. it's such a great book. Um, I think he talks about it in Constellations. In Constellations, okay. But I, th- I think that's his, like, his motto. But yeah, I, it's, it applies to everything. Yeah, I feel like everything is, gets it, like, with time and imbued with, with something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you think about who you, help, like, who you hugged or who you sat with and what you spilled. And I don't know. It's... Mm. the mud you sat on is as I, 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 I'm, as I'm so I, I love things that are storied and I also love things that are new mm. you know like I'm, I would love like, like you know a pair of new jeans mm. it's like I, uh, you know there'll be a time I'll, I'll have like a few weeks where I'm just like I'm so glad they're new and then something they'll get a they'll get a scuff and then I'm like oh. <laughs> you know like I'm kind of annoyed for a little bit and then I'm like Okay, and then they kind of go on a different trajectory. Okay. Now and then, and then they gain like what you're talking about, like they gain a story. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah, they wear in. Well, so if you had to have like a, so say you had to have like a uniform, 
Because how I picture you, you have a little bit of a uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you, like, how would you describe? <laughs> well, because I, I think I, I'm big on this. Like, I, I like, I, I, I'm big on, and I think it happens naturally. Like, you kind of get into like a these things work for me. Like, you know mm. what, you know, you know mm. what feels good. And uh, so, what, what are your like? Yeah, I mean, you're total like Taurus, like. Let's just say this, but like, I know that that stuff is, is that's, that's important to you. So whatever, disregard the astrology if you want to, but like, yeah. there is this, I know that that is, it's important to you. So aesthetic, like the aesthetic value, the qual like quality, like I know these things are important to you and, mm. um, I know you have like, there's like certain clothes you feel like you can, like you're like, that you would wear in the city that you don't wear here or that, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So uniform wise just as far as sort of having kind of like this chosen or maybe it chose you like the things that you like really like that are important to you that are like these these these, these are like my daily life items clothing provision wise like like what are those things okay before, before i answer that do you do you do you think you have the uniform or not really i think so yeah you do yeah i think so yeah it's interesting, like, to have a uniform. Yeah. Well, so, so I, I think there's a... I think that there are people who take the uniform th thing, like, very seriously. Yeah. So, you know, I, o I only wear a blue shirt and a, a grey coat and yeah. a... Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think you can go very, very seriously. Mm. Or I had a friend who just decided to only buy blue things because blue just... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I and it, it, yeah, yeah, he found it, like, deeply just soothing. Like, it eliminated... Blue all this that. other yeah and it was blue and it did a it did some it had a quality that really suited him right so mm. that would be a way of having you know like you know i only buy blue right that's one way right so wait so what, what was your question again so it's the if what you, item yeah well i would also let's how about describe your uniform mm. like your your essentials your look my essential clothes like my essential clothes let's go with clothes um and things and or things that you always carry on you. Like, what do you not leave home without? Oh, okay, I see. Um, pen and a notebook, I always have. Always, okay. Or like, always, pretty much. Do you carry, like, a small notebook so it fits in your pocket? I have a little, yeah, like, a little, like, at the moment I have a red one, but it could be, it could be any colour. Okay. Uh, yeah, I feel... Oh, that's it. I, I don't have... Yeah, you're you're right. Like I, I feel like I once I buy something, you know, I I can often buy the same thing again. Okay. You know, like I'm very, I very rarely like buy something like on the off chance. Okay. You don't have like there's not like random. No, I yeah, won't just yeah. like walk into a store and be right. like, oh, that's like maybe like one in one in a hundred times. Yeah. No, I don't see you that way. Um, yeah. Okay. So pen and notebook. But uh, yeah, maybe. You know, it changes, but I, I like, like, you know, I like to wear baggy jeans, like, you know, denim jeans or this kind of, like, canvas. Okay. Uh, and you like to cuff your jeans? I do like to cuff. Yeah. 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 And you prefer, like, a trainer or, like, trainer, trainer or a little... Well, trainers, trainers and shoes are, like, my Achilles heel, so yeah. it's just me. Okay. <laughs> like, definitely my soft spot. You know, like, I love shoes. Um... No, definitely okay. the shoes. Like whatever shoe I wear, really changes how I feel on that day. Okay, okay. Um, like I always make it. It's always a conscious choice. Like it, 
the rest of the outfit kind of comes from the shoes. Oh, nice. All right. Shoes first. Yeah. Shoes first. I get yeah, that. Yeah. I get that. Um, but I, I think more importantly, like, I am actually always being interested in uniform. Because mm. um, I remember at school, like, going from, like, uniform and then we had to go went to sick form and we could wear whatever we wanted. And, like, I felt that... I, I didn't feel like that was a freedom. Like, a lot of people felt that it was a freedom because you could express yourself... Um, and, and I actually felt the opposite. I, I, I went straight to like, almost just like black, you know, black t-shirt and jeans. Like I bought five pairs of black t-shirts ah, and I just had one pair of jeans. Okay. Uh, you know, and I just wore that cause it, and then like on the weekends I could wear what I wanted, but I actually felt like it, you know, too much freedom, you know, free doom. It can, too much. it's too much, too you know, much, so too much space. Yeah, so uniform is actually, I really, and actually that kind of goes into the aesthetic of like the Japanese it does. principle. It does. Which is like, you know, you have a few tones and you work with that and the freedom of expression comes from um, limitation. Mm. That's, I, 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 I think like that. that's probably where my, like my principle of clo like clothing and, and, and design is like, it not only has to be beautiful, and, but it has to be functional too. Yeah. And then no. do you use that for writing? Do you find that you write well when you're given a limitation or a boundary or a, a guideline of some sort? Do you feel like you, are you someone who works yeah. well? Some, someone saying, hey, here's a shape. Here's a prompt. Here's a time limit. Here's a word count. Here's a, you know, here's a, here's a follow, follow, some... follow the line of the, you know, follow this wiggle. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, do you work well? Yeah, I think it is really useful. I think actually, I I have a like a definite maverick side of me, which is like I don't want rules. Sure, sure. I want chaos. But you know, I've done I've done things like you know, fourteen days, fourteen sonnets, mm. or you know, seventy days in the dark, like those things yeah. that, or the deadline, you know, like getting your essay in on the day you have to put it in, like that's so helpful. Otherwise, my life is just like a never-ending project. <laughs> you know, I don't need to hand in. It's like it's always process, and yeah. it's there's something really invaluable. I don't know if you found that, but it's so invaluable of just being like, okay, doesn't matter where it's at. Like I just need to hand it in. Mm -hmm. Like I always contemplate, oh, I'll get an extension, or, nah. and then I just say, like, no. So good to let it you go. You know, just just whatever form it's in, just like hand it in. Yeah. You know, and it's like really important. I think it's good to have those things around time where you have to let it be a little bigger than you sometimes. Yeah. Like even those of us who fight it and yeah. think we're like rebellious or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. time, yeah. <laughs> time is bigger than you. Even when yeah, well, I, even... I always, I always question like, do people really want freedom? Mm. You know, it's people think they that's what they want, but how much freedom, freedom do you what? want? What yeah, do you exactly. Mean? Freedom from what? Yeah. You know, like, what even is freedom? You know, it's a big question, but like I, I honestly think that some some people are, like always fighting for freedom, but you know, really, what we want is a bit of order. Hmm. Um, you We're know. all just like three year olds still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that quote. Like, yeah, discipline is the dance partner of the world. Yeah, you know, I think that's a really, it's really good. And talking about discipline, how are we doing for time? Oh yeah, how are we on the linear? I think we're yeah, I think we're, we're closing up. We're like nearly ten. We got ten more minutes. Okay, so, so do you did you bring your own work? that you feel like you want to share any of? I brought 
I, I know pulled you a, brought one of your notebooks. Yeah, I pulled, I pulled a... Like, Gabriel's walking over and unwrapping a book. <laughs> it was wrapped in like a towel in his bag. Yeah, this, I always wrap, wrap my books in a cloth. Okay, I'm just verbalizing this so that people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is good. This, um, so I brought okay. Garden Time. Okay. And um, Sun at Midnight by Musa Saseki, mm. which I brought because I, I knew you missed the, the night when we had with Alice. Oh, okay. Is this something that you read? Um, yeah, but I don't think I'll read that poem. I oh, think okay. I can only read that once in a in a blue moon. That one. Okay. Is there one that you feel like sharing right now? Sure. There's one. The, the it's actually the first in this collection. Um, uh, Musa Soseki is uh, someone that is like he's like a father of the Zen rock garden as we know it. Okay. Um, 14th century, around that time. Ten years, born ten years after Dante. Hmm. Uh, but this is called Wandering. Wandering. A runaway son will never own savings throughout his life. My treasure is the cloud and the peak, the moon over the valley, travelling east or west, light and free, on the one road. I don't know whether I'm on the way or at home.